I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. Oh. Greetings, travelers. What? Yes. A third voice. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy. I feel like I'm cheating now. I'm just barged in here. And, you know, you, you left me hanging. All I got to talk about is mermaids. Now I get to talk about this. Okay. So, travelers, um, we are back from the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Festival. Yeah. So, we thought we'd do a a recap of that not sure how long this episode will go it might be one of our shorter ones it could be it could be but we um of course we invited the amazing valerie willis who was with us at smoky mountain bigfoot along with mark's amazing wife carrie muncie so um but what we thought we would do was kind of talk about what our experience was like and everything for this conference for 2023 Oh yeah, it was um man, it was a crazy crazy uh event. We uh well the trip up was exciting. It's always exciting. Always exciting to drive up from Florida any time of year, uh but especially when you're escaping 107 degrees uh yeah. feels like indexes uh or higher. I think we had 110 the week 118. Right we were, yeah. It was crazy. The humidity is nuts right now down in Florida. Yeah, w- watching the temperature drop from 102 to, and then we hit the big storm and over there in Cornelia. So it was like, it dropped to like 67 degrees. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. And that was like a major storm front. Oh my God. Yes. It was like a microburst. Yeah. We were driving across uh, the... Uh, 75 or no we were actually on the back roads then we were already on uh, 43 23 and 441 yeah and um it was um it was pretty epic to watch the storm clouds roll in over the mountains so well you guys also said that you could see about a foot in front of your face so we shouldn't talk a lot about long driving and rain but i'm just glad you both didn't wreck on your way up driving separately ending up at the buckies together not realizing you were at the buckies together (laughs) then mark ran for the hills away from Valerie and then Valerie somehow beat him to the same location so not gonna lie but Bucky's if you're listening out there Mark would really love for you to sponsor us you could just send us cases of the white chocolate bugle things yes yes and that would be fine but let's talk about Smoky Mountain Bigfoot because that was out in the convention center in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is where apparently they hold it every year. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is the fifth year of it. So, and that and now for those who haven't ever been to Gatlinburg, it is right in the heart of the Smoky Mountain National Forest. Yes. And uh, to get there, there really is only one or two roads. And you either, you either come in from the Cherokee side, like we did yeah. in North Carolina, or you come in from the Pigeon Forge side, which, which is, is uh, less- Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, but that's less harrowing, the Pigeon Forge side. It's still, when you get into the mountains, it's pretty... It's pretty, but it's not It's not as bad as going over the Smoky Mountains. Yeah. So I will say, having to having made a mistake in an error and having, having to drive there, drive oh. back, drive back oh, again, yes. I got very familiar with this particular bypass. So 
Um, but it's held in a beautiful convention center right in the heart of um, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. We will say if you plan on going there, we suggest you stay at a hotel very close to there yep. because there is a lot of traffic, especially on a Saturday down in Gatlinburg. Yeah, Gatlinburg is a, like International Drive in Orlando is the closest yeah, thing you, can, that's exactly. you compare it to yeah. where it's just every tourist in the Smokies is there. There is every restaurant, every little thing you can imagine, all mm -hmm. the tourist attractions are right there. And it's basically two roads. And, yeah. And so it's all the traffic. Yep. is right there there is limited parking so you have to plan ahead and um yeah yeah and enough about the boring stuff to get to the con let's talk about the con yes so the guest list this year um had quite a few people from the br bfro bfro i'll get all the letters correct at some point in time i probably won't travelers you know that but um, so that was, I think, a little controversial in the Bigfoot community. The fact that they didn't have anybody not from the BFRO. It was, that is, now the BFRO, the reason that's controversial is that's kind of like if a UFO conference only has stuff from MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. These are organizations that are the major organizations researching these phenomena, these creatures, these things. But there is no second opinion with them. Yeah, no. And so I think there was some controversy. So we want to state for the record, Erie Travels does not stand on one side of this or the other. We are we are a neutral party when it comes to Bigfoot, I believe. Mark? Yeah, know? yeah. no, I, I think there is more, uh, you know, there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy, Horatio. I, I am not 100% that Bigfoot is a flesh and blood lost monkey you know or lost ape or lost primate here in the woods of smoky mountains ocala whatever you know i i i still think you know where do the footprints stop and all that but i am also not 100 percent into the paranormal camp or as like the bigfoot people like to call it the woo the woo woo side of things i love that that's what they call it you know it's it's a takeoff on voodoo side yeah of things, but... I, I mean there's several theories like the interdimensional aspect there's the um it and the ufo aspect are also different opinions of i remember right for bigfoot stuff yeah now so this third voice you're hearing that i think <laughs> we need to introduce wow that's Are how out of it i am excited about talking about the traffic ride up to bigfoot you missed the entire intro of our guest author valerie willis but i'll reiterate it again for the 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 marks in the back here so this is what happens this is why we can't have nice things travelers is that i'm the only one paying attention and this is a bad thing yeah. we all know if erica's the only one paying attention then it's a terrible this idea is, this is bad but anyway yes but that's we like you said yeah. that the, the the paranormal aspect you know, yeah. the other dimensional otherworldly the, maybe yeah. ghostly that these the bfro speakers 100 percent that cannot be yeah, this is and that is and amongst these speakers, amongst these speakers. Yeah. And so it wasn't bad. We had one of the friends of the podcast was the host. Yes. Yes. Ryan Galimsky, uh, RPG from Finding Bigfoot. He was the the showman of showman, as always. If I had one tenth of that man's energy, it, yeah, was, it no. was pretty incredible. So. I got to meet Ryan for the first time in person and I got the biggest hug 
in the entire world from this man. He is a hugger. He is a hugger. He gives good hug, just in case anybody's wondering about that. Yep. And uh, he agreed to come on the show for future episodes. So So he'll be on the show. He will have his uh, opinions on the matter. So he's like us, where he kind of dabbles in a little bit of both sides of things. Yes. But I will say um, the event itself did a tremendous job. They had an absolutely wonderful vendor space and a wonderful sponsor space and a great auditorium space that was separated so that was very nice and they were very hospitable and i think a lot of people had a really good time um if that you know they came to listen to the speakers and if you know shopping and stuff so and we had the opportunity we did to meet quite a few erie travels fans travelers came out to see us one of our uh first people we saw that actually came up to us as a fellow vendor mm-hmm. and we love them dearly and they've been fans of ours since the early days and another shout out for them i think we've shouted out for them before but it is adulting axolotl yes which you cannot have a better name for your shop yes so. their stuff is amazing they happen to make some very fun like cross stitch at home signs and one of them was made in our honor around cocaine bear because they listened to our first episode and it inspired them to make this amazing, amazing cross stitch that you can hang up at your house. And me and Mark are each getting one because that's what happens. It's and a must. It's a must. And it's it's, uh, it's one of those wonderful may, you know, may such and such bless this house. And But it was the may cocaine bear destroy this house last. Yes. So, so <laughs> we're, we're going to put that near the front door. We think that's a motto one should live by. So Heck yeah. we were excited to see them and we're excited to see all the fans that came out and make some new fans and stuff. Valerie, you had an interesting encounter with someone. Yeah, no, um, it, it's amazing going to these big foot conferences and stuff because there's a lot of people eager to share their stories and especially oh, yes. with us vendors we're willing to t- take a minute to to listen and, and swap stories and share our fandoms and stuff. Um, and one woman in particular, I guess she's out of Alabama. And like, as she's telling me her encounter, she's like, there is definitely like a group of big foots in the area. And what is, a group, is, is, it is, is a group of? A, what? It is officially a group of Bigfoot is Bigfoot. There is it's no, just Bigfoot? it's not big feet. It is not Bigfoots. Let's, it's not see. a murder of big feet. It's not a murder of big foot. It is not a it gaggle is, of not big, big feet. It it's is, not a herd. It is a pack of big foot. So this she, is like the moose in the meese conversation. Yeah, yes, yes. I hate meeses <laughs> to pieces. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so. Yes. I, I need All right. So anyway, right. continue. You I, have a <laughs> that lady has a pack, pack of, of big, big foot. foot uh living in the woods behind her house in alabama and of course she's just getting goosebumps as she starts to tell me and then she shows me a picture of um of a big print and then a smaller print and she's like this print's about 16 inches long but the smaller print in it and she's like and i didn't even notice the small print i showed this to my veterinarian to see if what he thought what the footprint was and he's like, dude, you you have a big foot, and look, there's a tiny one in it. So, so I just need to clarify because I feel like I can make my Star Wars reference. So the big foot, not big feet, um, not the herd. The big foot, the pack. walk single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> Travelers, I... if you get that reference. 
tag the post. I want to know immediately you are my new favorites. Continue <laughs> on, Valerie, with the story. Um, and she, you know, and she showed other pictures and she's convinced that uh, they're the ones digging up these yellow jacket nests out of the ground. Oh, wow. And eating the larvae because she usually finds a print near these areas. So, and another thing she showed me is from her ring camera, she got um, weird lights, like, a, and she's a firm believer that someone is picking up and dropping off these big, big foot. foot. <laughs> and I'm going to fight this big feet. <laughs> um, but, um, but that's, it was really cool because so, people wait, were wait, Whoa, whoa, pump the brakes. Pump <laughs> the brakes. I'm back. I'm back. I have a question. I just need to clarify. Does she think aliens are picking up the Bigfoot, her, her gaggle of big feet, uh, Bigfoot, and putting them on a spaceship and then bringing them back? Or is it like a Jurassic Park, like a pickup truck thing? I don't, like, what I did don't she know. Think? I don't know. Because you said circle of lights. There's circle of lights. Yeah. And you can kind of see them. They're really weird. Um, but like, she made it sound like she's convinced someone is picking them up and dropping them so off. So aliens of some sort, yeah. maybe, or dimensional beings. Yeah. Um, now I have a couple thoughts on this. Oh, having them, what the actual fuck? Because that's my first thought. <laughs> my my th a double prints are a common thing in Bigfoot mythology. You know, Bigfoot studies, but it's usually that's what we find of bears where bears step in their own prints and it makes a double print. And that's what is often confused for a Sasquatch track because bear double tracks look giant. And it's just because bears walk in their own tracks because they got four legs. It's what happens. And so that can make false Bigfoot impressions. And usually, usually it takes a cast to figure out, oh, this is a double impression. Now, that said, the young Bigfoot marching in the steps of the Bigfoot print, that is the other alternative explanation for that. I like that you're avoiding the word myth. I'm Very trying to say... Dedicatedly, you're avoiding I, the I, word I, myth. I don't say myth because I do believe these are something we don't understand. These are... Yeah. There is a population of some sort of bipedal creature. I don't believe it is... 100% flesh and blood. I'm not BFRO that this is, there can only be 70 of them in Florida because that's how many Panthers can support in the population. So that means that's how many, you know, I, I'm, I don't believe that following that logic. I mean, if you're going that way with zoological stuff, then Mothman can't fly and other things can't do the things they do. I think these are things that we are, we don't understand yet. Now that leads to that. But then the circle of lights that she's got on the camera and all yeah. that, again, the skeptic in me has to say, I've seen a lot. People send me a lot, a yeah. lot. And I love it when you listeners send me stuff, when my readers send me stuff that your know, security cameras and things like that. And I really feel bad when I have to debunk them. Uh, but it is what you do. You immediately yeah. go to and circle of lights and ring cameras and security cameras and all that are usually some form of mosquito bug or some sort flying near the camera and being picked up by the security light you know the flash and that's why we get you know ghost orbs is dust most yeah. rings on camera you know most circles and stuff of lights like that 
usually not UFOs or UAPs, whatever they want us to call them now. They're usually a simple explanation, usually bugs or something. So I hate to debunk this lady's stuff, but everything you just said to me says double bear print and, uh, you know, and a, uh, and a, and a bugs. Was it but a I didn't see it, so I don't know. Within the print? Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't. No, your bear thing goes out the fucking window if it's a tiny print within. It's a tiny print in the center of this bigger one and not well, touching the edges. The way that works in bear prints is the big one is where they slip in the mud. And then the second one is stepping in where they'd already slipped. So it's solid. And so it looks like a much smaller print in the bigger print. Erica's going to fight you on this. I know. I, 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 I am the one saying this. I'm the one who's the believer. Yeah. First of all, what the hell happened that you're on that fence and I'm on the other fence this time? Like, how is that even possible? How'd you become the true crime person? Yeah, like, excuse me, Mark. Who are you? And where is Mark I Muncy? go with Bigfoot hunters and Bigfoot you know, expedition people. And that is, Bigfoot people, and that is the most common huh. thing we are sent. <laughs> And it is the most common thing we have to say. I was Sorry. nervous at Spooky Empire when I was on a panel and it was going to be me, Mark, and Stacy Brown. And he's like, I can't wait for you to meet Stacy Brown. And I'm like, but I don't feel qualified to be on a Bigfoot panel. And he's like, sure you are. I'm like, but Mark, all I wrote was erotica called Sleeping with Sasquatch. Okay, well now Val's embarrassed herself. Mark's acting like a weirdo. <laughs> So, travelers, we're going to have to take a quick break and we will be right back with this episode. It might just be me, though. You never know. Okay. Eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the US, Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. So, travelers, apparently there were body snatchers, so I've managed to actually get rid of both of them. It took me a little bit, so there was a pause on this recording, but needless to say, I actually got the real Mark Muncie back, and um, I'm going to try to get Valerie to stop talking about the porn she writes so that we can continue <laughs> so on with this episode. So, now that they're back, Mark, welcome to the Hi, podcast. Hi, how are you? <laughs> 
Yeah. What have I missed? You you missed <laughs> uh, apparently somehow at the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Festival you were body snatched. Oh yeah, well, that explains a lot because I don't remember much of the drive home. Yeah, no, so. I can understand that. Um, but just to uh, we already talked about the speakers and everything like that. Okay. So I just I think we should talk about. Some of the vendors had some really amazing stuff that was very unique. Always, always at these conferences, you know, bring your cash, gang, bring your cash. There's some cool stuff. Yeah. So not just our swag, but other schools. Yeah, stuff. no, that's true. We did have for the first time have Erie swag and we had people picking up their Erie yeah. Traveler swag. Yeah, we had a couple patches gone out the door right off the bat. And then uh and then uh we got a lot of new listeners. Yes, picked up some things. So yeah. So if you are from the Smoky Mountain Bigfoot Festival, welcome travelers. But one of the really neat things about Gatlinburg that I didn't know that I learned from Mark, which does not warrant its own episode ever is did you know gatlinburg almost burned down completely in a fire listeners no i did not either there there are travelers going yes erica i knew that tell me something new but when did that happen um i'll have to look up the exact dates but that was just a you know less than 10 years ago and the whole town was engulfed in the wildfires of the smoky mountains and uh it was it was pretty terrible. The whole town was thought was going to be lost. And, um, but one of our eerie friends, yes. so Mark, share that story because that's kind of a fun part of going to there. But it's yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the oldest attractions in Gatlinburg. And that's saying something because Gatlinburg has, is an old tourist town, is the Gatlinburg Mysterious Mansion, which kind of a haunted house but also kind of like early escape room it was very very early days there were weird puzzles you had to solve to get through each room like find the door behind the fireplace and and all this i know literally the fireplace opens it's, it's very cool no spoilers but yeah spoilers apparently it's there's a spoiler there's a door behind the fireplace yeah uh, anyway. they have you, you go up and through this old mansion and it's over the years, it's been revamped a number of times where they've made it more spooky, more like a haunted house, and then, oh, less spooky and more like, a, you know, just kind of a cool place to walk through. Uh, very Haunted Mansion vibes. It was built around the same time as the Haunted Mansion, but that fire was coming through. Now, the owner of the place is an old haunter, like we had Leonard Pickle on, and we've had you know, haunters on. They are known for their ingenuity. The whole town was being evacuated because it was going to be bad and they weren't sure what anything was going to be saved. And they tried desperately to save this place. So they came up with a brilliant plan uh, involving PVC pipe and sprinkler system and not a fancy sprinkler system. The old classic arm. And they literally wired all their well water around their house, spraying the house constantly with water as they fled and it sprayed all over the mansion when the fires came through the town we were all waiting with bated breath on facebook and everything going what happened because there was nobody allowed into the town only rescue workers and all this and some of the early videos were coming out cell phone cameras and it looked like the mansion was 100 percent safe and we were like hey what you know because it literally the hotel right next to it completely destroyed and we, we saw that and we were like, oh, no, there's no way the mansion survived. But there was green grass around it <laughs> and there was the mansion perfectly saved like a ghost had protected it. And people said the ghosts of the mansion protected the mansion. No, the genius of a haunter using yeah. all the leftover PVC pipe and cheap 
garden hoses and water saved his building. Not that it would work for everybody, but boy, did it work for them. Wow. Oh, I love that story. I love that story. So before we get to um, our travel back, because we have an interesting part of traveling back, yeah. traveling back, yeah, but let's start with Valerie. What was your favorite part of the conference? Oh my God, the merchandise. Uh, if you're looking for any kind of cryptid fun shirts, knickknacks, even I even debated very closely. I almost caved getting uh, coasters with Bigfoot themed stuff. I mean, there was something for everyone there. I picked up uh, the conference had a great logo this year with a Bigfoot riding on top of a black bear, which yes. was fantastic. So I got my family's shirts uh, with the logo and stuff. But the merchandise was a lot of fun, like all those great shirts of, you know, um, hide and seek champion uh, but it's done in like 80 billion different variants so you can totally so many hawaiian shirts the oh, customers walking through i don't think i ever saw i this totally appreciate thing. that <laughs> i i don't think i ever saw one hawaiian shirt with bigfoot on it that matched the last one i saw walk through it was it was incredible very cool what about you mark uh, again, I love some of the merch. My favorite shirt was one that just was a Bigfoot print that just said, I hate people. I thought that was subtle and really well done. Uh, there was a couple really interesting items nearby. There was a uh, Sasquatch collar, which was pretty cool. It was a whoop maker, which uh, only happened a few times at the conference. I was very surprised. Florida uh, Bigfoot conference. People would start whoop hollers, which is a thing that you practice to summon Bigfoot out in the woods. You make the whoop sound that they make, and then everybody in the uh, you know the place will start whooping back. That didn't happen at this one very often, but a couple times, like I, there were, it was like it was an attempted whoop, uh, you know, chain. But I think my favorite thing there was at one point I got to talk to uh, RPG. And we were getting him ready to come on our show and we were talking and he had forgotten that it was his time to be up on stage to introduce the next act. So he had finally taken a break to eat and he wolfed down three chicken tenders in about 38 seconds. And I will never forget that site. Thank you, RPG. For that. Okay. I'm sure that's what RPG wants to be remembered for. I'm going to stick with the hug because I think that's a nicer way to approach this. But I have to say one of my favorite parts was seeing the rest of the podcasters oh, yeah. and our fellow, um, you know, uh, enthusiasts. Now, of course, a lot of the podcasts are centered around paranormal or there was a lizard hunting podcast there. Um, and so it was neat seeing all the different people from the different podcasts that are similar to ours and having that kind of community. I think that's really, really cool and really, really fun. And we got a lot of cards, so we should be on theirs and their, them on us. And so we should be basically whoring ourselves out to other podcasts and <laughs> vice versa. I think that's the term, right, Val? Yeah. Is that the term you use inside of a Sasquatch? No. Okay. All right. Now she's embarrassed. So that's, no, fun. that's fun. Let's, fun. let's move on from the conference, though, and talk about 
we have got to eat in two back-to-back haunted places. Yes, and that seems to be a trend with us. So Yeah, that's because you have creepy ghosts follow you everywhere. And if Callie was able to be here, they would say that exact thing. Right to my face. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, so doing the magic behind the scenes here. But uh, yeah, no, we, we stopped at, what was the name of the place that's again? I got to pull it up. Cherokee. Uh, it was in Cherokee. And it, it was, was Indian Brewing Tap and Grill. Yep. Yep, that is Native Brewing Tap Native and Grill. Native Brewing, there we go. Native Brews Tap and Grill. There we go. And it was pretty impressive food. And um, they had, uh, we didn't have to wait too long to get in, considering no. Cherokee on a Saturday night. And... No, it was, it was nice. Um, the food was really, really fun and amazing. They have a great menu. And um, so we were able to, we needed food. Okay, let's Yeah, it was it know. was the end of a long day. And when you're at a con, you only have con food. And Gatlinburg was out of the question because by the time we got loaded and out, it was nuts. Again, that whole point Orlando vibe that once it hits peak time, forget it. And even if you walk to someplace, you were going to be waiting 40 minutes. So we decided to drive what the 15, 30 minutes over the, through the mountains to Cherokee and yeah, there. it was an hour. That's yeah. okay. I okay. again, I'm very sorry, travelers, because it appears my co-hosts today are not we not lost, quite on. We far. lost track of time. That's so okay. We have some missing time we have to account for, so that might yeah, be that's future because episode. you both fell asleep in the car. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. okay, okay, all right. Okay, but no paranormal, but uh, it was haunted. Yes, uh, I always do my usual where I ask and say, "Hey, what what do you know? What what can you tell me?" and and you know, is this place haunted? Because I, I usually have my little handy dandy notebook, my my blues clues notebook that had lists where all my ghosts are in the area, and where people have reported them over the years, and with the various sites and various things I keep tabs on. And sure enough, someone had said, "Hey, this place was haunted." I worked there, you know, in the 1990s, and it was haunted. And so I asked the waitress there if 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 there was anything that she could say to it. And she's like, oh, no, no ghost stories, but this place is definitely haunted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The waitress shared that there's, when at night, when they're alone, there's noises, and then there's shadowy figures. Yep. And that they do not like to be there. Alone at night. Yep. So not a full story, and I will be researching it when I get a chance. When we do, well, we're going to do a travels through the Cherokee area, because they've got a lot of amazing Native American stories and things like that. But then we went to breakfast this morning at one of um, the places along the route, which is called Lucy on the Rye. Lucy on the Rye. Which is in Silva, North Carolina. And um, we asked our waitress at the very end of the day and uh, meal. And she said, yes, that her and the host believe it is haunted because all of a sudden their skin will start itching. Yes. And then when they leave, like they get out of the building, it stops immediately. But you researched and you found something really interesting, Mark. What well, did you find? Again, checking my handy dandy notebook, uh, the next the next door had a reported sighting in 2008 oh, wow. of a person who lived in the apartment above the next door, which is in the a gallery now. Yeah. But the apartment above next door, he had heard noises and the shop underneath was empty at that time. And he went downstairs to see who was intruding downstairs. That was part of his rent was being able to be a security guard technically for the empty building, make sure there were no squatters and everything. And he thought he saw a Civil War reenactor because this guy was standing there in a Union soldier outfit 
And as he approached him and said, hey, what are you doing here? The man was gone instantly in a flash. In a flash, which is something you brought up. And we'll talk more about it on our next sort of further ghost things. But it's interesting because the movies always have them fade away or whatever but they just usually disappear like right away yeah it's it's the batman trick you know just he's there and then he's not you know while you're talking or it it literally isn't a blink of an eye yeah so so we're gonna further investigate that too but in true traveler spirit with our protection bags and all we managed to not bring them home callie you should be excited about that but all in all a really amazing trip so thank you smoky mountain bigfoot festival we really enjoyed it yep and uh, if you want us to come to your festival or something like that that's in your town please let them know to reach out to us and yeah they can be happy to call we'd be happy to come yeah they can contact us right through the contact us page on eerietravels.com let us know or if there's an event you think we should look into feel free to do that and if you have any Bigfoot stories you want to share with us, listeners, travelers. We love your Bigfoot stories. So feel free to share what you can with us. So, Valerie. Yeah. Thank you for being here with us. Yes. And where can they find your books? Oh, at willisauthor.com and anywhere that books are sold. You can ask for Valerie Willis or Honey Cummings if you're looking for the erotic cryptid collection. Okay, she just embarrassed herself again. It's pretty awesome. Mark, is there anything you want to say to wrap us up? Uh, no, I just want to say that uh, we accept both forms of uh, beliefs in Bigfoot. We are, yeah. we are, we are not, uh, we are not any uh, form of denier at all. We, we, we are the Switzerland of Bigfoot. Yes, it it could be a physical creature. It could be a paranormal creature. And with that, gang. Go listen out in the woods for some wood knocks. Let's go to the Bigfoot conferences near you. And we'll see you on the other side.